I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 51 of the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap, and also now sponsored by Dalmer Mats. Tommy, what's up, man? We missed last week. You were busy with life. Uh, have things calmed down over there in Ohio? They have not calmed down, Mr. Askren. The Buckeyes are hanging up large tournament titles with Olympic champions out of the lineup and what have you, so it's just heating up. Well, I thought you were going to bring up Buckeye football because we, we did take a week off and they had that somewhat controversial win over the school up north. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it's a great month to be a Buckeye, Ben. I'm sorry I don't have the, uh, normal audio Yeti speakers and what have you. I seem to have some internet issues today. It's all right. I can't even believe you're telling me the internet at your house has been over 24 hours. I didn't think that happened in 2016 anymore. I thought that was like a thing of the past. I, 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 I'm embarrassed to say I can't even identify the problem. It could be the computer and not the internet, so we're getting it figured out tomorrow. Hey, can, can you tell me this, though, Tommy? I need, I need to understand this better because I, I don't watch a lot of college football. But I'm struggling with the fact that Penn State is the Big Ten champion, yet they did not make the college football playoff. Ohio State did not win the Big Ten, and they are in the college football playoff. Um, to me, that seems a little counterintuitive, possibly disingenuous. I mean, if the freaking team wins the Big Ten and the other team does not win the Big Ten, I don't care what a bunch of dumbass pollsters say. I think the team that won the Big Ten should be the one that's in the playoffs. They won it. Then, then if Kyle Snyder was 11-0 going into the Big Tens, and he triple dipped and got sixth or fifth. Do you think he'd still be seated in the top four at the nationals? I would hope not. Oh come on! Well, is it Kyle Snyder or is it a regular guy? Regular guy. Okay, because Kyle Snyder's not losing three times. That was fictitious. Well, if, if you got if you got a guy that's ranked second in the country and he takes one on the chin in his conference at the conference championship. It's very conceivable, and has happened, and it has happened often, that he remains a top four seed at the Nationals. Now, I'm not saying that it's apple to apple, but the Bucks belong in the playoff. Sure, but why don't maybe throw Washington out and throw Penn State in there or something? I, you know, I don't know what you're going to do there, but they I could do that. You know, I, if if Penn State went in, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. You know, everyone, a lot of people say, well, Ohio State should be in. But it's like, just think of them being out, how ludicrous that would be. Well, I don't watch college football too much, so I, I don't know how ludicrous that would be. If, if there was an eight-team eight playoff and instead of four, Ohio State would be 3-1 and one versus the eight playoff teams going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can expand the playoffs anymore because then you get, I mean, these kids are already playing so many games and they're playing more. Right. 
And, uh, well, I don't want to get into the whole NCAA compensation issue, but I think that's where you start to go with that. Right. Like, they might as well, Dude, we got, just, we got, might as well we be lot, just professionals. We got a lot of good results to talk about today. We a do. A lot of good stuff. Um, we got anything else small to talk about besides the Buckeyes sneaking in the play? They probably paid someone for all it's worth. Yeah, Buckeyes sneaking in the playoffs just started the little legal wrestling club for Bishop Watterson. My, my kids are going to go to a high school called Bishop Watterson. At least more go. than likely. What's and, it, you're, uh, you're running the club? Well, they don't have a high school wrestling team, so we started a club. So Wow. There you go. Um, only, you know, only the feeder schools. Uh, well, not only, but we're promoting it within the feeder school system. We had 42 kids show up. Uh, like I would say 37 or 38 are in their first year of wrestling. So it was huh. an interesting time. Yeah, it was fun. That is. That is. Um, I actually, we're talking about promotion wrestling. So I talked to this guy named Greg Hatcher out of Arkansas, who he's added a whole bunch of programs down there. Is that the guy that um, hooked up Pat Smith to move to I Arkansas? I believe so. I believe so. Don't, okay. don't quote me on that. I think so, though. Seems like a great guy. Well, yeah. So I, I got I got the little recipe down for him on what you need to do. I sent a few emails with Mike Moyer. Now I want to get a college program out here in Wisconsin. And I will let you know I've called uh, St. Norbert. So I have a list of eight that are ideal. Um, from uh-huh. the college, but this college St. Norbert's, it's in kind of a wrestling hotbed area where there's no college programs, and it's also a mile and a half away from the new AWA that's going to open. Well, so one of the things Greg Hatcher says is, uh, you know, offer to buy a mats and a uniform set. I thought, well, and and find them somewhere to practice. And I thought, hell, they don't got to build a restroom. I got one for them a mile away. You know, they can practice at the facility. Well, right. I called this clown president three times and I emailed him four times. He won't even respond. Pissing me off, Tommy. Oh gosh. You need me to help you need me to come in there? I can massage some things well, for so, you. You know, the interesting thing was, and this is what Hatcher said and then Moyer Moyer seconded it, but he said you never talk to the A D because the A D's got a salary. And the A D's salary is the A D's salary whether they add a sport or not, right? Right. And he said, well, the, the college president, so, you know, you're looking at these small um, small private universities that have a high tuition. He said, you look at them, like St. Norbert's, for example, has 1,000 enrollment, right? Well, if you right. had a men's and, men's and women's wrestling team, well, that's 60 people. And so you think, well, 60 people, $25,000 a year in tuition to go to this university – uh, I mean, that's a nice chunk of change headed their way. And so the president's going to... Yeah, it's, it's a business transaction. Sure. And so the president's going to see that and say... And especially, you know, there's no... There, women's wrestling is fairly popular in Wisconsin, and there's no women's college program. So, um, you know, you'd have all the girls going there that want to wrestle. And uh, But, yeah, I can't get this guy to call me back, so I'm, I might have to move on to my second choice. Okay, well, we can do Ohio if you want. We can go down to Ohio. Make no, no, no. I, I'm doing. I'm doing Wisconsin. You can do Ohio. I got eight schools in Wisconsin that I that I've kind of identified as good opportunities. So I, I've I've been harassing my number one. He won't get back to me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call my number two at some point here. I like it. I you know, like I'm, it, dude. I'm, I'm kind of maybe I'm being stubborn. I'm kind of holding out hope that number one will call back because. Um, yeah, I just think it'd be a good situation, but I don't know. Okay, let's talk about wrestling. What do you say? I'm in, man. I'm in. Well, let's start with this Club Cup. And uh, I know we pick on the UWW a lot, but can I pick on the UWW some more? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> well, they, you remember? Do you remember? Like maybe two months ago, we talked about that in the, in their rules meeting. They passed that thing that said 
that if if a, if a wrestler goes and fights MMA, that he has to compensate his governing body. Yeah, it's which ridiculous. Was ludicrous. Well, allegedly, there's now this rule where if a, an athlete from a different country chooses to compete for um, a club team, right? And so, like the German German had Germany has that league, right? And then Bundesliga, yeah, Bundesliga. I think there's one in Iran. Um, and so, if they compete for another in another country for a club team, they have to pay the UWW two thousand bucks. What do you even say to that? You're, I don't you're even, dumbfounded. I, you don't even know what to say. I'm dumbfounded. I'm, tr- you know, I'm trying to find a reason that <laughs> makes sense. I just can't even <laughs> think of one. Oh man, I can't think of one that makes sense. Why? Why would they pay? I mean, maybe pay like their federation for the training expenses or something. But the UWW, why should the UWW get paid? It makes no sense. It yeah. makes no sense. Pure insanity. Because, 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 you know, Randy Couture said it today in the in the article um, that I think you retweeted. I, I like that about, you're following up on MMA news. I, I like that. Yeah, so he, well, I mean, I, I like the business of MMA. Sure. You know, a, a thousand times larger than wrestling. So I just, I get into, you know, how, how it all works. The construct of it really is more entertaining to me than the sport, to be quite honest. But. He said, you know, he's speaking in front of a congressional, you know, hearing for the most part, and more of an informative way, I think indirectly it's an attack on the UFC, but it's more to inform politicians and influencers, you know, and the dynamic of how fighters are compensated and treated by governing bodies. um, Which is poorly. Or promotions being the UFC, right, which is poorly. And... Couture said that, and, and, and I thought it was really interesting what he said. He said, the governing body or the sanctioning committee and the promotion cannot be one and the same, and or should not be one and the huh. same, which was interesting to me. When you retweeted this article, Ben, you didn't read it. I, I didn't read it. Are you, are you that guy? Uh, you know, so, I'll read some of them, but I, I did, no, I did not read this one. So it's just but I am in support of what's going on though with these uh, what he said was what he said was when that happens they have too much power there's not a balance of power where you sure. know, the truth comes out it's more, you know it's more of a of a bias you know and yeah 100%. You, you know and you, you can't even really fault the UFC I mean they started as a private business they didn't start as some nonprofit entity that yeah. wanted to grow yeah. MMA so you know, even though their tactics can be questioned ad nauseum, um, and should be, and should be correct, but they have never once pretended to be something that they're not. They are a for-profit business. Yeah, and, um, you know, at the same time, when you're taking advantage of a lot of athletes, who, I mean, maybe it's their fault they're being taken advantage of. But when you right. look at uh, – and, you know, okay, we're going to talk about this now, so let's just get into it. Um, let's go. You know, the, the UFC, by all estimates, is paying out 10 to 15% of revenue to athletes. Um, and when you look at other major professional sports organizations, the, the number is right around 50. And, and so um, if somehow the fighters – and I, I think the association or union should be by, uh, by organizations. So there should be a, a UFC – Union or association, and then you know a Bellator one, not like a broad, broad scope one overall. Professional fighters, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so when you look at 
if they could have the collecting bargaining power to get it up that high, um, that'd be a lot more fair t- towards the athletes. And you know, I, I could tell stories and stories and stories on how. Yeah, they, I, I think I think I think something needs to be done. I, I actually think long term something will be done, and I don't think I don't think it's long term, are... Tommy. I think it's coming fast. I mean, I, I'm talking next twelve months for sure. There, you're going to see some uh, major changes in the landscape of mixed martial arts. And, you know, honestly, I think that's part of the reason. I think that Fertitta's kind of saw this coming, and that, that was part of the reason for the sale of the UFC. Yeah, and, and, and I think that the fighters have been on the wrong side of the fence, but I don't think it's as much as people spin it. Maybe it is. Being it one is. Of no, them. it's Maybe. bad. Tommy, it's bad. I mean, uh, let me well, give you one no, example. Uh, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you why it, it's, not as, it's not as bad as people say. Because okay. I think that I'll the old owners of the... What's that? And then I'll tell you why it is. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the old owners did an incredible job of reinvesting those dollars into the growth of the sport. I don't think that they were taking equity distributions and pulling profits out of the company. I'm pretty sure they were. I think I'm pretty sure that's. That... I, I don't. I don't. I don't think at a level that I, I think you know. I think they reinvested in their sport um, with aggregate revenue dollars a greater percentage of their revenue dollars were reinvested in the sport than the NFL, oh. than Major League, well, than NHL. Now, I don't have, have, I don't have specific to statistics on that, but I do believe that the Fertitas and Dana took some large equity draws. I Don't quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure they did take some pretty big ones. Um, we'll never, were, we'll never. No, no, no it's public. Know. It's right. public. Let me, let me Google it. Um, hold on. I'll Google it here. So one of the things... Tita's take equity draws. I'm pretty sure it's public knowledge that they did, in fact. Ben, uh, Ben, they had they were they were 420 million. They had 420 million in leverage when they were purchased. I don't even. I, I'm not following you here, Tommy. I'm not a business guy like you. They had 420 million dollars in loans when they were when they sold it for 4.2 billion. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they were they were in debt. Yeah. That doesn't mean they didn't take distributions, but no, they were I'm pretty debt. sure they did take di- distributions. Though I'm trying to find it right now. Yeah, uh, well, if they're taking a couple million, it's not a big deal. No, I want to say it's like three hundred million. But I, I, I can't find it. I'm googling it. And I can't find it. Anyways, I think it was something large, like three hundred million. Um, very large, you know. It's, uh, and I don't quote me because I can't find it. But Tommy, let me tell you, like for example, the the UFC fighter contracts. Do you think? Do you think? Just before we get into and this, is almost this is almost all of MMA, not just UFC. Obviously, right. we're picking on them because they. Okay, are the before large. before we get into this, point number one is I do think the athletes are compensated unfairly. But okay. my question to you is: Don't you think the fatigers should make more than the athletes? Oh, hundred percent. But you know, well, I mean, even at like the major leagues, you know, those kind of organizations. We talk about fifty-fifty. Well, in those leagues, there's thirty owners and there's you know how many hundreds of athletes, right? Right, right. Um, and exactly. in the UFC, you're talking there was there was three owners and 600 athletes. So even right. if you got a 50 50 split, they're making. And, and you know, and, and, exa- and then on top of that, when you talk about you know, I know major uh, National Football League, the average length of career is three and a half years, right? Yeah, it, it's it's not a uh, it's not a, a good balance. But so like one thing, one tactic that they would use fairly frequently. Um, 
especially when they were more of the number uh, – they were farther ahead as the number one. They're still the number one, but, you know, Bellator and or other organizations are gaining ground on them. But I know they did this with Alistair Overeem. You know, he came in making three hundred sixty grand, right? Uh-huh. And he loses a fight, and they bring him in. They say, well, you need to take a pay reduction, right? And you know, right. if, if he says no, they say, okay, well, you're cut. Well, he doesn't want that to happen, so he agrees to the pay reduction. So, but right. if a fighter wins, he can't he can't demand a raise. You know, I mean, maybe McGregor has, but across the board, you don't just get a raise when you win. And yet you could right. be, you know, and I mean, so it, the, the, the contracts are heavily skewed towards um, towards the ownership. And so I do think there are some major changes coming down the pipe. I'm excited for it. I think it will benefit the athletes in the sport. And, and the sport is, and in general, I think it will be taken a little more seriously when um, these things are there. They definitely need uh, coverage. And and I actually think that some of these guys that fight in the UFC for eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine years, they need pension too. Yeah, pension would be a, that would be a great addition too. But they're but they're independent contractors right now. They're Which not they, they, But they shouldn't be. That's I mean, that yeah. that's a scam in itself. Um, yeah. I mean, if you read any independent contractor legally, is it's pretty obvious that they are not in fact independent contractors. No, no, so. they're not. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's get back into the club cup. I, I do love talking about the MMA business. I actually just I have that other MMA podcast that uh, that I do. It's called Podcast MMA with Sean Wheelock and Joe Warren, and we talked I mean extensively about that. We're actually having uh, next week we're having Congressman Wayne McMullen, Wayne Mark Wayne Mullen on the show, um, and he's he kind was of, in the he was in the article. He was very well spoken. Yeah, he was in the article that you retweeted but never read. And he actually is a uh, he was a wrestler at Missouri Valley College in college, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the Club Cup, okay, Tommy. So I picked up, I picked on the uh, I picked on the UWW a little bit. So the Titan Mercury Club wins the first American club to ever win this, right? Which is pretty awesome. Pretty but awesome. They got I don't even know how to say them. Kinchik Vili at sixty four, sixty one kilos, and he's a freaking Georgian. How is he part of the club? <laughs> Like, like what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Who the heck knows, man? I what saw are they the doing? Yeah, it it it, it kind of takes away from it takes away know, from it, that it, a little bit. right? It's literally like it's literally like you know the playoffs start and the Cowboys say we want Tom Brady for a, for the playoffs, not yeah. Dak Prescott, and they have him come play quarterback. Yeah. Um. But it was still freaking cool for an American club, American-dominated uh, club, with the exception exception of Kangashvili, to make it through this. They, you know, we had some of our country's best wrestlers. Some guys take some on the chin, but you know, to get through that thing, I mean, I think it's a pretty cool event. I think it's a pretty damn cool event. Yeah. And so, what do you think about? Um, and you know, I, I do the youth youth stuff, right? And we put our team together. And one of the things that's prevalent in youth wrestling, and this is kind of how I feel about this Titan Mercury thing, is none of these guys train together, right? David Taylor's at Penn State, Deringer's at Oklahoma State, Snyder's at Ohio State, Nazar's at Wisconsin. You, you get the picture, right? Right. Gwizdowski's in North Carolina. So it's not really like a club in Mike, any sense you, of the did word. Did you say Mike, Mike Wazowski? I said Gwizdowski's in North Carolina. Oh, gosh, okay. Mike, that'd be good. He, he does kind of look like a Mike if you ask me. 
<laughs> um, but you got these guys, uh, you know, they're not really a club in any sense of the word besides the same person that sponsors them. Um, you know, I see this in youth wrestling is where they'll say this it's this club, but then they'll just go get the best guys from everywhere. And it's not really, you know what I'm saying? It's not really the club. Well, How do you I feel about that? I, well, I feel, uh, other than the King of Shvili, um example that you brought up, I feel like it's a little bit more authentic and real than the youth thing because these sure. guys do represent Titan Mercury annually at every domestic event. Sure. So, yes, they don't train together, but there is some substance to being a part of Titan Mercury for them. Whereas, to your point, these dual meet things, you got coaches just calling up random kids trying to assemble the best all-star team. They meet on a Friday, drive to the dual meet tournament for Saturday, and then leave. That's you know, And it's a one-off. It's not something that they do yeah. all the time. So I think this is a little bit more legitimate, but to your point, you know, it's not a true club like these regional training centers are. Yeah, where they're that, actually training I, you know, If you get a regional training center, that would be a, a real club-type situation. That would be really cool to see that happen. Someone should really make a professional league. In, uh, well, in the United if, States. Travel, if, if Travel Delagnev came out of retirement for a club cup, I think the Ohio RTC would do good. You got Snyder Delagnev and uh, Steber. You know, that's three of the seven, so they'd probably do all well, right. Well, you got to fill I mean? in. Uh, you got to fill in the eighth weight too, because um, they got the, uh, the okay. seventy kilo. Well, I mean, you could you could call Hunter Steber back, right? I mean, he's a, he's a we can get Jagger, Jaggers to come out or something, you know? Yeah, that be, that would be cool to actually see that happen. I thought now, Tommy, this is one of my other uh, half baked professional wrestling ideas. Um, you know, I thought I so I tried the individual thing twice and it was it, we failed. So I thought, hell, maybe you try the team thing, right? And you do regional right. training centers and you allow them. They can have a maximum of two guys out of the eight that don't actually train with them, right? And it, and if you don't have, if you can't fill the lineup, sorry, get someone else to move in, right? And so, right, right off the bat, you could do um, two like two four team pools essentially, which is uh, you know your conference, and you could have Finger Lake, I think Finger Lakes, Nittany Line Wrestling Club, um, Ohio RTC, and Michigan. I think they could all those could come fairly close to filling the lineup. Right, yes. Maybe, especially if you throw the college kids in there, like in the spring or something. Right, um, and then or maybe the fall potentially. And you even it, got you even got um, Brandon Slay with the Pennsylvania RTC. He's got a few guys now. Yeah, and then on the other side, you could throw in um, like maybe Northwestern or Illinois. Uh, you know, maybe they could combine. Obviously, you got Iowa, uh, Minnesota usually has a few. And then uh, Nebraska or Oklahoma State, you know, they so you could throw in like one conference, the other conference, and they actually have to have those people living in, you know, in the in the res in residence at those places to actually have them on their team. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I think it, I think it's got some wheels, but here's the thing, and we talked about it in whatever episode we talked about it. What the athletes need to understand, at least in the beginning is their value to perform, their financial value to perform, at least in my opinion, is less than their value to teach a single leg to 100 kids. And they have to come to grips with that and want to perform for less than giving a clinic because financially speaking, you can't pay them what they're worth at a a camp to compete. Without losing a lot of money. 
without losing a lot of money. Now, now there are exceptions. Like you could have a Sadulayev Snyder super match. Ooh, and, wouldn't and that be pay, fun? And, and pay them a lot more. Tommy, why don't you do than, that? Oh, it's it's been discussed. <laughs> The Let's only go. problem is one of them's an amateur still. So, <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, if you make him enough money, he could lose his amateur status. I mean, it's been discussed in my head with myself. Is what I mean when I say all it's right. been discussed. All right. But <clears throat> um, all I'm saying is that that's just the truth. I don't. I, it's not a. It's not a smack to any of these guys. You know, it's just the truth. Your value to compete in front of people has not proven to be more economical than your value to teach a single leg to 300 campers on a June day for some yeah. guy running a camp. Yeah. And, and that is just, that's just, now it, it that, that doesn't mean it's that way forever, but that's the way it is right now. Sure. And until these guys realize that a pro league of any kind, in my opinion, is really up against it. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's a fair commentary. Um, okay. So enough of my pipe dreams. Let's get into this Vegas thing. What do you think? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So, Tommy, I will, uh, I will say I was very impressed. You know, first I saw Ohio State losing to Wisconsin going to the finals. And I thought, wow, I thought Ohio State was a lot better than that. Um, right. And then I realized that, well, they don't have Snyder, Keyshawn, or Bojo. And I'm like, wow, that shows quite a bit of depth that they can have three of their main starters out and still, you know, and then obviously they came back to win. Yeah, I would, I would, say, I would say that, um, and I'm obviously pumped up about the Buckeyes performance, but I would say that, Snyder, Bojo, and Keyshawn at that tournament are approximately 60 points conservatively. Yeah, probably more. Right. Snyder, I mean, Snyder and Bojo are going to go on. They're going to go close. Right. They're, they're going to go close to 30 themselves. Yeah, and Keyshawn, we all know he could have done really well, but he's a freshman, so I'm not going to say that he sure. was a surefire. You know so I mean? he, he's done for the year, though. He's out, and they're putting in Pletcher. Yes, that's right. So that's, and, that, and that's interesting to me, Tom, because then next year are they going to go? Um, are they going to go Rodriguez because he's for real? Rodriguez, Tomasello, Pletcher, Keyshawn bumps, Micah bumps, and Jake Ryan bumps. Is that what they're? going to Well, do? I think I, I I think that and this is, I think that and I haven't talked to the coaches and, and even if I did I, I wouldn't know share you what got they inside said. Info, Tom no, but I haven't talked to them about this. But you know, realistically, I think that. Now that Rodriguez is showing that he's the real deal. He's the real deal. And now that Pletcher has to wrestle this year, you would think that next year Pletcher will redshirt and you'll have Rodriguez, Tomasello, well, Hayes. No, but what I mean, but if if that's the year the Buckeyes are gonna make the title run, because you gotta remember next year Tomasello, Bojo, and Snyder are seniors, right? Right. So that's three key pieces of the puzzle, and if um, you know if you're going to put your best lineup out there, that's the year you put your best lineup out there. What would you do then? I, mean, I, I feel mean, like you bump them all be the up because Mike is not small. I mean, you know, obviously I know he was 41 last year, but I heard he was sucking a lot of weight. I could see Mike get, growing into 57. I really could. Well, that's a good. That's a good point. I think. I think that your thought is. Valid. I'd like to see how Pletcher does at 41 this year. Yeah, I mean, he he had some really good early results at. Uh... He, he's he's just he's just short, man. I mean, I think that's the only thing he's got going against him is that he really is small for the weight. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say too small, but small in the sense that when you're looking at the top five or six guys, usually yeah. they're pretty big dudes. He's not a big dude for that weight yeah. class. Yeah, and I, I you know what else I'll say about being not big is I sure thought. 
Tomasello is going to look bigger at his weight. Um, he kind of <laughs> looks small at 33. Well, yeah. I mean, I could have told <laughs> you that. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I could have told you that. So you're he's not, still not a stud. Or what? No, I'm just, he's a little pocket Hercules. Pocket you know when I when you when you see him walk around he you know he's he's an animal but he doesn't you don't say thirty three you know yeah. what I mean yeah 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 I mean and before I knew Rodriguez was the real deal I was thinking hey maybe Tomasello drops Pletcher gets in thirty three and you know. I didn't I, yeah I didn't know Rodriguez was the real deal hey so let's talk about I, it. Rodriguez is the real deal he goes toe to toe with Joey Dance he blew it again no Joey he Dance. got screwed. He, what happened? He got screwed. He got screwed. Then he blew it. He so got he got screwed. screwed then, he blew then he wrestled like a freshman. But yeah, that's fair. I will say that's that. Very fair. And I've never heard a bad word said about Rodriguez. Not one bad word. But that seriously, how can you just tap out of a bad position and and get up? Like you can't do that, right? Yeah. Am I am I wrong on that? Right. I don't I, think I, that's I, legal. I, and I and you can't tap out of a bad position. Adding insult to injury, it, I think that was a, it was a tactic. It I didn't mean, it even was, look like a potentially dangerous position either. It just looked no. like, hey, I don't really want to be here. I'm kind of in trouble, and I'm going to tap out. <clears throat> yeah. Like, what he, was that ref thinking? I don't know what he was thinking. And then I don't know what Rodriguez was thinking when he didn't have any stalling warnings, and he just walked right into a guy that has a phenomenal shot. Yeah, that was, but, that was a terrible idea. That was a freshman deal. But anyways, <laughs> the kid, Rodriguez, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about him. I've always heard, you know, he's going to be good, he's going to be good, but no one ever has ever said, watch out, you know, like they say about these other guys. Um, huh. And, man, he's just lighting it up. He's yeah, just lighting I mean, it he up. blew out, um, uh, who the hell did he blow out in the semis? He blew out someone Northern that was Colorado pretty solid kid. in the semis. Northern Colorado, I think he beat 17-1 to 1 in the semis. Yeah, that was it. And that kid's not bad. He really isn't. I don't know. I didn't know who that kid was. Um, I mean, he's not a world beater, but, you know, he's not bad. Um, what do you, what do you think of Massa at uh, sixty five? Oh, I, I was very impressed. You know, honestly, I thought I thought the score kind of misled what the action was. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I thought Massa looked. I thought Massa looked like the better wrestler. I, mean, like, I don't think he was dominant I, or anything, but I just you know I think the right guy won. Yeah, um, you know, obviously he was in on that first leg attack. Kind of got he got he got um, hip tipped and then went behind. Um, but I was impressed with how much he just kept attacking. And then, honestly, how well he rode. Because um, Isaac really hasn't had much trouble getting out on people, except um, Bo Jordan, and, you know, Bo, his cousin, was really the only person right. I can recall him struggling on bottom again. So um, I thought it was an impressive performance. You know, I think Michigan's kind of sneaking up on people, Tommy, um, because Mitchick's really good. Massa's really good. Um, Coons redshirting, he'll be back. Abinator's redshirting, he'll be back. Um, man, they kind of got some uh, firepower there. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're they they redshirted three guys for a reason. Who else? I'm forgetting someone else they redshirted. Oh, there was another guy that they redshirted that's legit. Um, and then they've got uh, they got some guys that are um, just young guys that are going to come up and up. They got oh, Pantaleo redshirt. Oh, Pantelio, thank you. That's who redshirted. Yeah, oh, but yeah. That, that's you, five think, guys. You, that's five guys right there. Him, I think you call him Pantaleo one time. Pantelio, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, man, uh, I was impressed with Massa. You know, I kind of, not that I was the only one that saw it coming, but when I saw how hard Derringer, who did control 
Yeah, um, scuffle. Massa at Southern Scuffle. He did control him, but I thought he worked pretty damn hard for a fifth-year senior with three titles yep. against a true freshman. And I was like, "That's that kid's going to be something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, honestly, now, now I, Isaac Jordan beat uh, Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis had his shot against... Uh, Imar, and he got jacked in the first period. I don't know if you saw it. It was, it was totally ridiculous. I did not. I um, did not. And, and, and after that, he got he got beat fair and square after that, right? Um, right. And Isaac, Isaiah Martinez kind of dominated the match after that. But he gets out on a single. He's in. There, there's, Flo's been putting pictures up. I'm sure you've seen the picture, right? And, no, I haven't. Oh, it's it's all over. Well, okay, so he single legs him. He drops, drops Imar on his butt. He gets the leg hooked, and Imar's kind of hanging on, right? And he has, uh, I mean, Imar is damn near flat on his back, Tommy. And Lewis is trying to work the top leg off to, you know, to get his two points. And they stalemate it. They stalemate right. it. And I'm like, how, how, do you, how do you stalemate that position? I mean, hold on. I'm going to find a picture and, uh, and message it to you real quick. Um, it, won't, it won't come through while I'm on the phone. Oh, what the hell, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll just yeah. check it out. Okay, so anyway, so I mean, I thought that was a game changer because then obviously Lewis is tough on top. Maybe he gets some ride time there. Maybe it makes a difference. Um, but yeah, that so that that was an unfortunate situation. But he did, in fact, you know, Imar kind of controlled the match after that, unfortunately. So right. you know, with that scenario, you're kind of looking at Massa's. I, th- I believe people ranked him number two, but um, he should be ranked number two because Imar. Um, I, Isaiah, uh, Isaac Jordan beat Daniel Lewis already this year. Right. You know, I think that um, I just think that as good as Massa is, his style, you know, it's not, I wouldn't call him methodical, but he's not like a just a go goer, so to speak. And I just think that his style is going to be fine for uh, Martinez. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I think I, the, I mean the only guy, that. the only guy that's the only guy that's beaten Neymar is the guy that is just, I mean, got a freakishly oh, no. unique, you know, crazy style. Noel's pretty freaking good. Pretty right. freaking good. Damn it all! I'm trying to find this picture for you, Tommy, and I can't find this picture. I'm, Don't I'm, worry I'm about it. Don't worry. Well, about about it. I, I, I want you to mind. see. I want you to see. You know, and you know, Missouri, hey, Missouri versus way, Ohio State is in two days, and I don't think I'm attending. Um, I don't know that you're attending either, but um, I think I, 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 my flight gets back at like seven fifteen or something. Oh so, my gosh, Tommy! Yeah. I don't even know so hey, um, uh, I thought Mark Branch kind of roasted you on Twitter a little. Roasted bit. Roasted me? I roasted him. What did he say to me? I, don't, I, I must have missed I his like, I feel like he got you. What did he say? Well, there's, a, I mean, a photo. The the, the 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 very premise of a photograph is that it's a still. It's a still yeah. image. <laughs> it's a static image. Uh-huh. So, you know, even though Bryce Meredith was flat as a pancake, it was a moment in time. And uh, hey, so let's like talk you, about you, these moments in time. Well, Ben, if you hit a Grammy the way you're supposed to hit it, if I took a picture at the right time, you'd be pissed. Yeah. So stop it with that. And well, I was, I was kind of just just effing with him. To, to, you know, anyway. I know, so, I know, I know. And he was effing, he was he was messing with you back, but it was back, funny yeah. because he goes. He goes he was definitely pinned. I've been looking at the photograph for five no, minutes. No, no, no. He, he said that to Flo first, and then I responded after. 
Okay, I thought it was great with Mark I'm Brandt trying to find it now. I can't find it. It was great. It was great. Wow. Um, yeah, so, well, okay. Hey, so speaking of moments in time. Hey, and Trill, and Trill did have Hendrick Pinn in 2006. P.S. He for sure did. Okay, cool. Um, speaking of moments, I don't like this new instantaneous takedown rule. And it did benefit one of your guys this weekend. Because Tomasello versus Michich. Or however you say it, at one thirty-three. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say it either. Michich, Michich. That takedown was bullcrap. You see Which it? one? The only takedown. I believe it was the only takedown of the match. I got my rose-colored glasses on, dude. That was a takedown. Come on, he was like he he had his arm through the bodies pretty much, damn near facing him, and he was only on his knee for a quarter of a second. That's his instantaneous takedown rule. is is kind of ridiculous. I think it makes sense. <laughs> Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because it's for Thomas Sell right now. <laughs> I mean, seriously. That was not a takedown. Uh, you still we'll say it was see. a takedown? You know, I I don't like when people whine about reaction time, honestly. But, I mean, I'm, ch- I'm not whining. I'm challenging the whole rule. I think they should yeah. change it back. I, well... You know, you gotta have at least like a one one thousand or something in there. Folks, not wrestling's all about control. So oh, I mean, I oh. guess from that from that angle, yeah, you should have some re- you should have some reaction. Hey, time. how about when I roasted you on Twitter this week? Oh yeah, you should. By the way, <laughs> I have thirty. Listen, I should have had a lot. I should have had a lot more pins, but I had thirty six. You had thirty six. It wasn't. Yeah. You, you make it sound so much worse. You always talk about how bad you are on bottom. Or, I'm sorry, on top. Well, because I was bad. Uh, because of the 36 pins I had, Ben, I bet 25 of them were feet to back. <laughs> ah, I see, I see. And, yeah, I was just bad on top. But I got 36 pins. That's a lot bad. more than Kyle bad. Snyder. Well, Kyle, Kyle Snyder's turning up the heat. He's already got two this year. <laughs> yeah, he is turning up the heat. Turning up the heat, baby. Um. Okay, so we kind of talked about Thomas Sell Mitch. It's, it's a one takedown match. I thought it was a very questionable questionable takedown. Uh, Mitch, it's never had Thomas Sell in any trouble though. I felt like Thomas Sell controlled the hand fighting, controlled the pace. Got to. I think they. If I'm not mistaken, they have a pretty long history against each other. Oh, really? I'm not. I'm yeah, aware I, of that. I think they've been scrapping for like a decade. And yeah. so that might have something to do with the match. But I could uh, be wrong. I, for some reason, I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. They were, they were the same era, um, and they were yeah. roughly the same weights. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it? I, I, I want to say they've been like cadet nationals, junior nationals, just uh, all the time. Yeah, fair, that, that's fair enough. Um, okay, so then you got, at 1441, you got uh, McKenna over Meredith, just... Simple, workmanlike, um, kind of just stuffs all of Meredith's scrambles in the third period. You know, I thought I thought Meredith was working towards some points at a few t- a few different times, and and man, McKenna just locked him down, gave him nowhere to go, stuffed it, and you know, ended up. I believe was it four three or three two. Yeah, he's he's very workmanlike. He was like that way last year, you know. Yeah, um, which I don't I can't get overly excited about, but you know. A win's a win, right? <laughs> I love the honesty, and it's true. I mean, 
It's like right. you can't knock it. I mean, the guy. The other thing is, he's not a staller. He's just very methodic. Hey, that was the word I was gonna say. Yeah, methodical. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Because okay. he ain't stalling. He's not afraid to scrap. He's just not gonna do anything yeah. crazy. Yeah, you know that's fair. It's fair. Okay, my, so let's give you some bragging rights here, Mike. Listen, and, and okay, never mind. Micah Jordan over Lugo. What do you got? I thought he looked great. I mean, he, he's. Uh, I think he, he. I think at the end of last year, he might have petered out a little bit. Freshman year, cutting a ton, like yep. a lot of weight, and um, you know he still got some holes in his resume. He still got to get better on bottom stuff like that. But I just think that his strengths are even stronger at forty nine. Yeah, you know, and I would agree with that. I think his gas tank looked good. Um, because he was losing early there, and then he came back and, and won in very convincing fashion. Um, I, yep. I was impressed. I thought he looked good. Uh, and, you know, now we're looking. Um, obviously, Sorensen's had Sorensen, who did not look very good in the in the Iowa South Dakota State duel on Friday night. I don't know if you caught that. Um, no, he, I didn't know that he did. I, I, I mean, yeah. I saw the results. Well, the, the un, yeah, so the unranked South Dakota State kid um, tied it up with a takedown 5 5 in the third period. Um, and he really had the momentum going his way, but he just was like forcing these really aggressive crab rides that were unnecessary, and he ended up getting reversed and then ridden out for uh, I believe he, so I believe gotcha. was seven five or eight five. But you know Sorensen's had his shot at Rutherford. Levon Mays from Missouri has never had a shot at, at at Rutherford, and now Micah Jordan doesn't have a shot at Rutherford. So I think those are the two most exciting matches in that weight class, um, and, and and those two. Now, Mays did not wrestle in the UNI Open. And Missouri had a bunch of guys out the UNI Open, so I don't know what the, the, the status of some of those guys is, but Mays versus Michael Jordan could happen on, on um, oh my gosh, how much I said? Uh, I, I Thursday mean, I night. I think it will happen. Yeah, should I think happen. it will happen Thursday. We should close out this, uh, close out this um, podcast with another recap of what we think the match will be. In the we already did that week. once, though. And, okay, I, and also, I don't know who's healthy for Missouri. Oh, and here's the excuses. Starting already. <laughs> Starting he, already. Hey, is Bojo wrestling or no? I think he is. I, I think that. I think it's just you know you have a kid, man. It's hard to get locked sure. back in. I think. I think. I think that's his first match back, and I think he'll be in the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, one of the things to say about Missouri, um, which you know I, I've said on this show previously is that Brian Smith does a better job than anyone in the country getting depth in his team, right? And that's what, you know, a guy like Aaron Assad um, goes out and, and wrestles a close match against Joey Dance at 125. And, um, right. you know, at the UNI Open, they had multiple guys in the finals, I believe, at multiple weights. But Missouri did not have Bargo McGee, which is a starter at 25. They didn't have Matt Manley at 41. They didn't have Mays at 49. Um, they didn't have Wisman at 80, uh, 74, and they didn't have Miklas at 84. So they were mi- literally missing half their starters um, this right. weekend at the UNI Open. So that's why I don't know who's going to show up. But, yeah, they took Missouri at uh, first and third place at 33, a fourth and a fifth at 41. Um, you know, 49, like I said, Mays wasn't there. They had a first and a second at 57, um, a second and a third at 65. You know, there's a lot of depth in that lineup. Um, right. 
So there is some injury problems. I don't know. I don't know who's going to show up. I guess. I guess we're going to find out here in two days. Ironman and Nate. Ironman and Nate will be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. I mean, absolutely. We're really going to see. Uh, I know the Missouri coaching staff is high on Ironman. Obviously, we're going to see what he's really made of. Because Nato is, is, you know, he's going to get out there. He's going to get tough, and he's going to push the pace. Um, so I think we're going to get a lot of questions about Jaden Ironman answered on, on Thursday night. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going. Hey, the Vegas was kind of weak this year, as evidenced by this final. Um, Jake Short over Colin Heffernan. You know, I don't know that either of those guys are currently in the top ten. Um, I would agree. Well, you usually have Missouri and Illinois at Vegas. And Ohio, um, yeah. I mean, when, and when you look at the top teams, Virginia Tech was there, but they had a lot of guys out. Ohio State obviously had three of their main guys out, but Penn State, Iowa... Oklahoma State uh, and Missouri, which are you know four of the top five, were not there. And Penn State um, Oak, and Oklahoma State are never at Vegas. Never, no. Mm. Man, yeah. I, I was never at Vegas either. No, no, they're not. Yeah, so I think Vegas was down a little bit this year. Uh, all right, Valencia, I guess he proves his worth here. He beats... Impressive. Uh, Brian Real Budo, you know, it was a slow match. Obviously, I was cheering for Real Budo. I was in his corner. Um, really slow match. Not a huge amount of action. I think they were both kind of hesitant of each other. And then Valencia comes out and gets the takedown with, uh, you know, I don't know, six, seven seconds left uh, to seal the match. Right. No, it was a good match. I mean, I, I agree with the assessment. It was, I actually only watched the first period, but it just, or maybe that's a testament to <laughs> what you said. Uh, I was just trying yeah. to get through as many matches as I could. So, yeah. But I, I knew Valencia would be in there, so not surprised. Let me see. I'm, I'm checking the 157-pound rankings. Now. Christian Piles compounded rankings. It's going slow here. Hold on. I'm gonna this time last year, you were ripping on CP because of the... Uh, it all. <laughs> I got this damn flow ads playing. Yeah, Flo's got that submission underground this weekend. John Jones versus Dan Henderson. I, I think that's going to be kind of interesting. I kind of feel like John well, Jones is going to win fairly easily, but um, I guess we'll see here. Would you ever do a submission match, Tommy? What's that? Would you ever do a submission match? I don't even know what it is. They just try to tap tap each other out. I've done that before. I did it like 10 years ago. when it, I worked, Really? When I worked... Yeah, I think it, it was like grappling submission. Yeah, I thought okay. it. I right. choked out by some guy. Oh, man. Heffernan was 11 and Short, and Short was uh, 18. So I guess that was on the money. You know, those guys. That's was, pretty weak. Uh, that's pretty weak. That's pretty weak. For a final. Yeah, I mean, not one guy in the top 10. Oh, Brian Murphy. Where the hell is he? He didn't wrestle. He's always hurt. Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. Um, and Dylan Palacio, who's number two. Was not there also. He did not compete. So A lot of guys out. Yeah. Um, but, okay, how about Dean? I think he's the talk of the tournament. I mean, he just crushed everybody. Yeah, and and Mymar versus, um, uh, who do you, Zach Zavatsky. I kind of thought, I thought Miles blew it. I thought he had the match. Um, it looked like he was in control. He was the better guy. And uh, what the hell did he do? He did something on bottom, and he went right to his back. He just, he just, he just, you know, what he's doing this year that I guess 
I didn't see coming is he's still kind of making some young guy decisions. You yeah. know, no, and, that, that's fair. And that, like, yeah. and he and he won he won the national tournament fair and square. Yeah, but you know maybe that disguised the fact that he still is not able to consistently make the right decision all the time. And I'm not cutting on him because, by the same token, he's got he's had five or six takedowns this year where it's just like that guy is wrestling in the Olympics one day. Like you know when wow. I when I when I you know what I mean like that's a. Sure. I still feel I still think very highly of him, but there's just I still think there's an inconsistency that is not yet established, but yep. I think it will be established with you know just making the proper decisions. Hey, I, I don't want you to flip out of me or anything here, Tommy. But you know what I was thinking? I was kind of thinking the opposite direction. I was thinking, what if he never wins another title? Right? Bo Nichols on fire. Valencia beat him last summer. Valencia is probably coming up to this weight class. Um, what if Miles never wins again? I I really don't believe that, but it's you know you've got some good discussion points to say why he won't, but I just don't believe that the kid's a freak. Yeah, a freak a freak athlete, good kid. You know, lives a good clean life. You know, is very coachable. I just can't see him not winning again. Now, so he's gonna get that decision making fixed up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know. I think this year it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I mean, it's Gabe Dean is a freak. You know what I mean? But Gabe Dean, I think he'll tear have, people. I up. think he'll. I think he'll win at least one more. Okay, Miles. so so like I said, Zvatsky beats Miles. Uh, you know, I thought Miles was was looking like he was gonna win, did not win. But then Gabe Dean just hammer smashes Zach Zvatsky. Um, <laughs> I mean, just. Right, just hammer smashes. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it was. I mean, there's not really a lot of other ways to describe it. And you know, this is a guy who was number one has not been very consistent. You know, as far as for as good as he is, he's always lost matches. And uh-huh. on top of that, was never a bonus guy. And now you know he's just demolishing everybody. I think he's got something no doubt like about I think it. every match is bonus this year so far, um, and it's something like. Eleven matches, it's overwhelming. Eight pins, it's overwhelming. Two majors and a ten. And, and he's just built. He's just freaking chiseled out of granite. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. No doubt about that. So, you think Nichols got any chance against him or no? No. Yeah, I'm gonna. No, I don't. I'm gonna say no. Also. Um, no. So yeah, I mean, he does. Uh, who's got Nolan Boyd this weekend? Is it corn? Does does Dean have Nolan Boyd this weekend? Is that who it is? Not sure. I'm not okay. sure. Hold on. I, th- I think that's who's wrestling. Give me one second. I'll check this out. Cornell wrestling schedule. Okay. Cornell wrestling schedule. 2016-17. Let's see if they got Oklahoma State this weekend. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling here. They do at Oklahoma State. Okay, it's not this weekend. It's 12-16. So that would be um, how many days from now? That's what nine days away. Today, yeah, today's so that, is that on a Thursday? Let's see, because it is a Tuesday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's 10 days away, Tommy. It's 10 days. So it is, it's a Friday night. Okay. So that's, that'll be interesting to one, one to watch because, obviously, Boyd took fourth last year at NCAAs, and Boyd did upset Dean at Cornell. So, you know, that's going to be a good barometer of where he's at. Yep, it is. You're right. And then I believe Nickel and Dean will meet at the Southern Scuffle. So that should Which be, be a lot fun. of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I got you. Nickel's on fire, but he, you know, we and we talked about Nickel at length last year, 
and as good as he is, he you know he's going to smash the guys that aren't as good as him. But I I just see him struggling with Gabe Dean. You know I I don't think he's got the firepower to keep up with Dean. And, well, yeah, I mean I do too, and we've said we've talked about Nickel a lot. I just but I don't think that his situation against Gabe Dean is more an indictment on Nickel than it is just a testament to where Dean's at right now. Sure, that's fair. I can go with that. All right, next wait. Yeah, who, who, got, who, who won 97? I'm forgetting. Far, far killed um, Hot, who Jaden Cox had a close match with, which leads some people to believe that maybe Far can beat you know, the other Cox, thing that but Farr I think did. that's The other, the other thing that Far did is Colin Moore, who's had a pretty great start this year. He's do- been dominant in every match besides Far, and Far, I didn't watch the match from from the score looks of it he ran right through him so he's been running through some guys that are doing a good job this year yeah I mean definitely so you know I think he I think he establishes himself as the clear number two at that weight class obviously Jaden's number one until proven otherwise and you know Jaden did hammer far pretty good at the NCAA semifinals last year and I yeah, will Jayden say Co- Jaden Cox is winning that weight class hey Cox Cox kind of turned it up I believe he was four for four in pins at the UNI Open. So um, about time he starts throwing some falls on the board for that for that high because <laughs> the way the way Nolf, Dean and and Rutherford are going, they're gonna have to put some numbers on the board to get that Hodge. Yep. So um, and then heavyweight, a heavyweight which I thought was the most competitive weight class at the tournament. Uh, it's also the most exciting weight class to watch in the uh, sport. Sure, Tommy. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Okay. How about that? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So Medbury beats Walls. Walls beat up on. Um, oh my God, Tanner Hall. Uh, so you know th- those are three. Uh, I would say three of the best four. Obviously, Kyle Snyder was over at the Club Cup. He didn't wrestle here. Um, you think Medbury's got anything at all for Snyder? Or that's just it's just a foregone conclusion. No, I don't. I don't think these guys have anything for Snyder. But you know, he's not. Snyder's not going to beat. You know, he beat Walls what six to two in the semis last year. I mean, no, I think Kyle was it, little, was it a few more points than that? Was it like nine four maybe? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle. Kyle's going to walk off the mat dripping in sweat with a three or four point win over these guys. You know, so it's you know, especially Medbury and Walls. I mean, with with. Uh, Tanner Hall because Tanner Hall is a little smaller. I think I could see Snyder. Well, he already did scoring. You know, I get getting a, a big point differential, but I mean, Snyder's going to be in control of these matches. But because of Snyder's style and because of the weight class, I don't see them being, you know, like Jason Nolf, Ninja Matrix scores. Well, yeah, you know? but at heavyweight, you got to pin people. You can't you can't major and tech them. Because oh, to your God. point, it is hard to score points. But you just got to roll the roll those big son bitches over and put them on their back. Yeah, just like turtles. Get the turtle shell facing, you know. Because it is gravity, Tommy. Once you get that much gravity on them, they just can't get up. Absolutely. Seriously, right? Yeah. 36, that's not bad. You should challenge Tommy. So so, so we're kind of getting to a close a little bit here, but I think. Wait, hold on. I'm I'm seeing the score here. 10-6. He beat Wallace 10-6. Yeah, which is pretty dominant. Um, I didn't see the match, though, so for all I know, it could have been, you know, 6-6 with 10 seconds to go, but. Um, one thing we didn't talk about that, that I think we should is Snyder going two and two at the Club Cup. Yeah, how do we skip that? 
I don't know. And he lost to Abbas, Abbas Tehan. And I remember last year at the World Cup, um, even the Iranians <laughs> were making fun of Abbas Tehan for sucking. Um, so, I, you know, I was definitely surprised by that loss. And then really the Odakadze, I realize that Odakadze is very strategic and, and technical. But, man, after, after, the, after how Snyder poured it on to him at the Olympics, I just thought there is no way in hell this guy's ever beating Kyle again. Well, I mean, it's, it's not fun that Kyle went two to two, but I, I, I got I to be honest. I don't think I'm saying this just because he wrestles at Ohio State, but um, I think it's good for him that he's not on some legendary terror right now. I mean, the guy he's either just turned 21 or is not 21 yet. He's a world Olympic champion. He's clearly one of the three or four best wrestlers on the planet in his weight class and has been for the past two years. But I think it's kind of good that he has a lower profile than Jordan Burroughs did. I think it'll allow him to be a little bit more insulated from the, sh- the, the, the limelight and just allow him to be a little bit more working like when it gets to the world championships and Olympics, he's not going in there with this spotlight on him that you could see from 40 miles away. Um, and I also think it's just not in Kyle's nature. You know, I think what Kyle does best, in my opinion at least, is the mental side of the sport is he's ready when he has to be. Yep, for and, sure. And um, I guess I guess I'm just, you know, I saw Piles, and I, and I happened to totally agree with him. It just doesn't even impact my perception of how Kyle Snyder can perform at the world level when he went two and two. You know, it just yeah. it doesn't even really hit my radar right now. It's like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, one, because he's not, like, the super dominant world Olympic champion. It doesn't surprise me that he lost. And even though he did lost, I'm still picking him to win the world over anybody else in September. Uh, my money would still be on Kyle Snyder, just like yours. I think that's a smart right. bet. Um, you know, I don't know that it'd be beneficial or, you know, either. I don't, I don't know that, it would, you know, he's such a steady competitor. I don't know that it would affect him either way if he was, you know, if he was going undefeated through these things or... Or taking a couple losses. Well, that's probably a good point because um, he's just that unique mentally. Yeah, I, you know, I think he is. I, I mean, really, I think he is. So I don't know that it would affect him that much. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, I guess I'm either way on it. I think it may be fun to watch him go on a little tear here and not lose for a couple years. I think for me that would be entertaining. Um, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe he can pull that off and and stop losing to some of these guys. Anyway. I mean, I, I'd, I'd love to think that Kyle is going to go on and get 11 golds in a row. I mean, I'd love to th- I mean, you know what I mean? But, like, I yeah. really think, I really believe that he has the temperament, the physical, like, presence, and the youth. I think he really has the ability to go on a Baumgartner run. I mean, wow. I think he, I think he can do that. But I thought he was going to go fight uh, MMA. I don't think he's doing that, man. I don't think he's doing that. Oh man, he wants to. He wants to wait until there's a pension and there's you know contracts and stuff. Smart kid. He talked to Randy about it. Nice. All right, Tommy, you got anything else for us? No, dude. I had a good time tonight. Sorry, I wasn't on my normal uh, audio. It's all good. I I couldn't really tell the difference over here. I I don't know if our listeners can either. Um, All right. Thank you, Defense Soap. Thank you, Dollar Mats. Thank you, Tommy Rollins. And I'll talk to you next week, my man. All right, brother. Go Bucks. <laughs> Go Tigers. You are listening to the T-Row and Funky Show brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built.